There's a small volcanic island off the southern coast of Japan called Magashima. Nobody lives here. But here's footage from January 2023 of construction workers arriving to this island. Their task is to build a couple of runways on the island and some storage facilities for ammunition. The Japanese government has been paying local fishermen to stay away from this island. That's because they're turning it into a military base. The island is being built by Japan, but one of its main purposes has to do with the United States. American fighter jets and aircraft carriers have had to do their drills and practices down here on this island. But now they're able to station at this island, moving them much closer to this ocean and to one country in particular. Magashima is just one of many islands that are being loaded up with military hardware, most of it coming from the United States. It's part of this chain of militarized islands, an effort of defense or aggression, depending on how you look at it. It's a line that centers on Taiwan. And it's what one official was referring to when they said that 2023 is likely to stand as the most transformative year in U.S. force posture in this region in a generation. This line is a symbol of the rising tensions between global superpowers. And I want to show you why this is happening now and what it means for the future of this conflict. This is unlike anything the U.S. Navy has done since World War II. Tensions are rising in one of the most hotly contested regions on the planet, the South China Sea. Hey, I'm going to pause the story really quick to tell you about uh, today's sponsor, who is Copilot, which is a product that I actually use almost every day of my life. Copilot is a platform where you get paired up with a fitness coach. You meet with that fitness coach. It's a real person. It's not like an AI. And that fitness coach talks to you about your fitness goals. And then they design a custom fitness plan for you using their app. Every day when I do my workout, I just open up the app and I hit start workout. And it guides me through with video demonstrations and a timer through every one of my exercises. These are exercises that are literally designed for me and my goals. And my goals aren't to like get buff. I'm just trying to like work out so that I feel strong and feel good in my body. And that is what my workout is designed to do. It also pairs up with my watch so that it cues me onto the next exercise. Oftentimes I'm like listening to a podcast or a book or music and I can just visually see all of these cues. It's incredibly convenient and very smooth. At the end of my workout, I have the opportunity to then communicate with my coach and say like, hey, I wanted a little bit more like core workout or like the push-ups were too intense this time, let's tone it down. And then my coach, Devin, will actually modify my workout for the next day so that it fits my feedback. What I love about Copilot is that it's much more about accountability. Like when I work out, I know that there's somebody who's gonna check in with me and ask how the workout went. Copilot found that their clients are nine times more likely to stick to their goals when they have a real person coach who is designing a workout for them, which is like not surprising to me. Of course they are. Accountability and consistency is the hardest thing with fitness, as we all know. And Copilot solves that by pairing you up with a real person. I've been doing this now for like eight months and it's been really, really cool. I've changed my workout a bunch. I've like met with my coach and like reshaped my entire workout based on new goals. 
and I just think it's a fantastic platform. So thank you, Copilot, for sponsoring the video. There's a link in my description. It is go.mycopilot.com slash Johnny Harris. Clicking that link helps support this channel, but it also gives you 14 days of free Copilot access to your own personal fitness coach. You can test it out and see if it helps you with accountability and fitness, which is something we all need to feel good in our bodies. So thank you, Copilot, for sponsoring today's video. Let's dive back into this important story. Here we go. Okay, so this document from the U.S. Department of Defense, this document is called the National Defense Strategy of the United States of America, which also includes the Nuclear Posture Review and Missile Defense Review. It's basically a report that they release every four years that gives us an understanding of what the U.S. military is up to, what they care about. But this year's is more detailed than normal. The document focuses a lot on China. If China threatens our sovereignty, concerns directly with China. The DOD says that China, quote, remains our most consequential strategic competitor for coming decades. Why? Because, the Pentagon says, China is bullying its neighbors to, quote, reshape the region and the international system to fit its authoritarian preferences. Now, remember that the United States, who spends loads on its military, has set the rules for our global order. How we trade, what political systems we favor, who participates in the system. And now we see a country that wants to dethrone them, to create a new system based on other values and other rules. And what scares the US military is that China is rapidly modernizing and expanding their military. China's military is growing incredibly fast. Like they deploy the equivalent of an entire new British Navy every four years. Every four years is like new, new British Navy, like new Royal Navy every four years. Yeah, they're just growing very quickly. This report is concerned about China's growing strength and military footprint. how China is coercing its neighbors, disregarding ocean boundaries, testing missiles, bullying fishing vessels in other countries' waters, building islands and military bases on those islands, and flying over other countries' airspace. And especially in Taiwan, the island that China claims as their own and where the globe gets nearly all of their advanced microchips, which is a topic I made an entire video about. The point is Taiwan is an incredibly important island for the United States. All of this together makes China quote, the only country that has the intent and power to actually challenge the US-led global order and rewrite global rules and norms, something the US has gotten really comfortable doing over the last 70 years. So this is why the US considers China the most consequential strategic competitor for coming decades. And they've created a plan to respond. And in their words, we cannot delay. They give themselves this 10-year window to implement some major changes. And this is what it looks like. Okay, first things first. The US military is already very present in Asia. We've got about 8,000 troops in Guam. We've got over 100 bases in Japan with about 21,000 American troops on the mainland and another 24,000 stationed down here on the Japanese island of Okinawa. Go up to South Korea and you'll find 22,000 US troops. And then you've got the US Navy who operates out of this port in Singapore. This has been the status quo in Asia for decades. And it has been the way that the US has ensured security for its allies. And it's kind of mostly worked. 
to help secure American interests and deter conflict. The US has maintained strong alliances in this region. And frankly, the Pentagon has kind of been distracted with other things, two wars that happened in the Middle East over the past 20 years. My fellow citizens, my fellow citizens, my fellow citizens. But as those conflicts wind down and as China militarizes, the Department of Defense says that this status quo, all of these troops in Asia, it's not enough. They talk about this new kind of deterrence, integrated deterrence, the only kind of military posture that will actually keep China at bay. And this is what it looks like. The smallest part of the strategy has to do with American bases. They're gonna reopen a base in Guam and move some troops there. But the majority of this strategy has to do with American allies in Asia, allies that are in lockstep with the US's goal to deter and contain China. The Pentagon calls partnering with its allies the center of gravity for this strategy. So let's start with Japan, one of the US's closest allies in the region. Japan is a country that is deeply concerned about a more powerful China with its massive Navy and its ambitions to control Taiwan. And it's very easy to forget that Japan isn't just this. It's actually all of this. It extends way down here because of all these islands. These islands curve nicely all the way down till they hit Taiwan. All of these are Japanese islands. I mean, if you look at Japan's national defense strategy translated into English, you will see something that looks strikingly similar to what the Pentagon released. They're both really freaked out about China and they both are ready to act in lockstep to deter a more aggressive China in the region. So it starts up here with that island that we talked about at the beginning, Magashima, this new military base and airstrip to be used by both Japanese and US militaries. Further south is Amami Island, where Japan has recently added long range missiles and anti-ship missiles. Potentially they're gonna add cruise missiles. These are missiles that they're buying from the United States. These are missiles that are definitely in range of the Taiwan Strait. Next to the chain is Okinawa, where the US has a huge presence of tens of thousands of troops already. Japan also has military bases here and is adding even more long-range missiles and electronic warfare units, which are military installations meant to disrupt and deny communication signals. On these two islands down here, they're adding even more long-range missiles, which could potentially be used to attack Chinese naval ships and aircraft. And Japan is placing nearly 600 troops on Ishigaki as well. And finally, you've got this last militarized island in the chain. Yonaguni. It's the closest island to Taiwan. And here Japan is adding more of those electronic warfare units, which are used to jam communication signals or to listen in on their communications. You know, they're right next to China. Japan is also positioning more troops here. So this is the first part of our chain. And when paired with training that Japan and US troops are doing to simulate island and amphibious warfare, it sends a really strong signal to China that Japan is ready to respond if needed. This line also serves as like a physical barrier that any Chinese ship or submarine would have to pass through in order to access the Pacific Ocean. It's a line that Japan can easily control and monitor. And it also builds a wall of missiles. Any calculus that China is making on whether or not to invade Taiwan or to do anything in the region will have to now factor in this wall of missiles ready to roll. Overall, this increased military presence on this chain of islands gives Japan, and by extension the United States, the ability to monitor communications and troop movements of China, preparing them to act quickly. And it also gives them the ability to pre-position troops and supplies throughout the region, which is a major logistical advantage. But all of this comes with a massive price tag. So Japan, which is formerly a pacifist nation without like a huge military, is actually planning to double their defense spending. They're spending way more on buying weapons than they ever have before. And 90 
97% of those weapons are coming from the United States. The island chain strategy continues down here with the Philippines, close to Taiwan and close to the South China Sea. The US knows that it needs to bolster its presence here, but it's not as straightforward as it is in Japan. The Philippines was a US colony for decades. It's a very sensitive history. And even after Filipino independence, the US maintained a military presence in the Philippines until like the 90s. And then they eventually kicked out the US as many saw it as just an enduring legacy of US colonialism. But a more aggressive China has become a major threat to the Philippines. Now listen, I'm not gonna go into like a full South China Sea thing here, but just know that China claims all of this as their maritime boundary. It's literally a line with nine dashes that some Chinese official in 1948 drew by hand on a map. This line blasts through the boundaries that the rest of the world recognizes as the Filipino territorial waters. So there's a conflict in the ocean. And now on a daily basis, Filipino fishing vessels are harassed by Chinese military vessels who threaten them if they don't leave their waters. In 2022, China put a temporary stop to all fishing in the South China Sea, denying the Philippines' ability to fish in the West Philippine Sea, which is rightfully their waters. But it's crazier than that. The Chinese Navy is like full-blown just bullying the Philippines. They like show up with lasers to harass and blind Filipino ships. I mean, let's remember, the Philippines is a much smaller nation than China and doesn't really have a navy even close to what China has. So now they're in this impossible decision. They have to choose between giving up their sovereignty and fishing rights to their aggressive neighbor, China, or partnering with their former colonizer who also wants to repel China. And in this case, they chose the latter. China has pushed too hard. It's pushed the Philippines in the South China Sea, what they call the West Philippine Sea. But the Philippines is planning to boost its military presence in the disputed South China Sea. It started in 2014 when they allowed the US back in for the first time in 22 years. The US presence will technically be in bases that are owned by the Philippines, but the US can have troops, build barracks and other military installations and can have have pre-positioned supplies there as well. It's basically like the US has bases there, but it's like, shh, it's actually the Philippines. And as part of all of this that we've been talking about in late 2022, they expanded their agreement, giving the US military access to four more bases, bringing the total number of bases on the Philippines up to nine. And look where they selected to put them, here in the north of the country, strategically close to Taiwan, and helping fill their gap in their island chain that they're creating. This now allows US to have a military presence really close to Taiwan. The US trains very closely with their Filipino counterparts, making them ready to respond very quickly to an invasion in Taiwan, while also repelling Chinese bullying of Filipino fishing activity. Okay, so now the island chain is filling out, giving the US and its regional partners a solid blockade to the Pacific. And it continues all the way down around the South China Sea because of the US presence in Singapore. This is a very united front, but it doesn't stop here. The last part of the strategy is potentially the most significant, and it has to do with Australia, a country that is also alarmed by China's rise in the region. So there's this military pact between the US, the UK, and Australia. It's called AUKUS. What it means is that these three countries will work together to create a unified submarine force that will patrol the Pacific. First, what it means is that the US is giving, giving nuclear submarine technology, its most powerful and advanced weapon, freely to Australia. Here, here are the designs to our most powerful weapons. Take them, foreign country. 
And then the US and UK will base submarines out of this port here in Australia. It's called Perth. Australian sailors will ride alongside US and UK sailors during submarine deployments. They will learn together, they will work together, they will share classified intelligence. What this means is that there will be a significantly larger number of submarines patrolling these waters. And remember, these are nuclear-powered submarines, which we made a whole video on as well. These things can be underwater for months. They can go on these long patrols over to Taiwan and the South China Sea. They can close up these key choke points, plugging holes in their growing line against China. And crucially, we can be pretty damn certain that a lot of these submarines will be carrying nuclear weapons, adding yet another layer of deterring power to an already really powerful line of defense. And if this wasn't enough, Australia is also building a permanent hangar for US B-52 bombers up here in the Tyndall Air Base in Northern Australia. These US bombers carry conventional weapons, but they also carry nukes. So now US bombers carrying nuclear weapons will have a permanent home in Australia. There's gonna be a lot more military hardware in the Pacific because of this. Hardware that carries the most powerful and dangerous weapons we have. This is a very aggressive signal to China that the West is ready. So now, if you look at the whole thing, this whole chain, you see how robust this presence is. This is what that military official meant by transformative. The military name for this is the first island chain, and it is at the heart of the US and its allies' strategy to counter and contain China. And it's easy to see that this island chain, while protecting a lot of different interests for a lot of different countries, really centers on Taiwan. A major purpose for all of this militarization, the missiles, the subs, the air bases, the troops, is to prepare for conflict in Taiwan. And this is where we get to the paradox of deterrence. You prepare to fight so that you don't have to fight. All of this preparation might be just what is needed for China to decide that it would be too costly to invade Taiwan. But the other side of that paradox is that all of this looks an awful lot like overt escalation in a conflict. If you're China, this chain of islands is clearly your enemy trying to box you in, to monitor your every move. A superpower from the other side of the world flooding your region with more military hardware to stop your influence. It would be impossible for this plan to not contribute to a rising of tensions between the two superpowers. All this as the U.S. prepares for a potential conflict with China. How close are we to all-out conflict between the world's two largest superpowers? Chinese President Xi Jinping has already called this a policy of encirclement and suppression. And let's be honest. He's right. Whether you like it or not, this is containment. Old school, Cold War style containment. It's hard not to see it when you look at this map. And the Chinese foreign minister said that it would literally be impossible for China to not fight back, to take a move that retaliates against this move. Which means that if the US and its allies aren't careful with all of this, it may send a signal to China that now is the time to invade Taiwan before all of this plan can fully be implemented. In that sense, this strategy could provoke the very conflict that it is trying to deter.
Hey everyone, thanks for watching today's video. Thanks again to Copilot for sponsoring the video. Link in my description if you wanna get started 14 days for free. Um, I wanted to tell you about a couple things. Number one, this is a poster and it's, it's why all maps are wrong. And it's a beautiful poster on really nice thick paper with dozens and dozens of map projections. If you're a map nerd like me, this kind of stuff is really fun. We have LUTs and presets that we use to color our videos and photos that we developed with a professional colorist. And if you are interested in joining our community on Patreon, it is called The Newsroom. Um, we publish an extra video there every month where we show you behind the scenes of how we do what we do here in the studio. I need more smoke. We're gonna have Johnny sit there. This is Kyle. Oh my God. And even though you didn't print out any maps. Oh. Um, I also published my scripts there and a lot of stuff, but it's really just a way for you to support what we're trying to do here, uh, independent journalism on YouTube. Thank you for being here. Thank you for watching. Let me know your thoughts on this video, and uh, I look forward to a lively debate in the comments. Have a good day.